Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for His goodness, for His wonderful works to the children of He satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness. Let them understand. Let them understand. And give thanks. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Oh, give thanks, oh, give thanks, for His mercy endures forever. Oh, the men would give thanks. Our psalm for today is Psalm 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Since we have come to the close of a sermon series on Hebrews this week, and with a Thanksgiving holiday upon us and the need for a Thanksgiving text, how convenient of the author of Hebrews to provide one for us in the final chapter of his epistle. I read to you the word of God recorded for our instruction in Hebrews chapter 13, verses 15 and 16. Through him, then, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. 
But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. St. Paul, in his epistle to the Romans, after he had presented the truth of the gospel, urges us as a response to the salvation Christ has won for us to offer our bodies back to God as a living sacrifice devoted to the service of the Lord. After teaching us that we are not and cannot be counted just and righteous in God's sight by our keeping of the law, since none of us can or do keep it perfectly as God requires, but that we can be counted just and righteous in God's eyes through faith in Christ Jesus and his atoning sacrifice on the cross for the sins of the world. For he kept God's law perfectly in our stead and then bore the full punishment for our sins when he suffered and died on the cross. Paul urges us to now live and devote our lives to Christ who died for our sins and rose again. We read in Romans chapter 12, the first two verses, I urge you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service of worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The epistle to the Hebrews, whether written by the Apostle Paul or by another disciple of our Lord, makes clear to us that we have not been redeemed by the blood of goats and calves, but by the blood of Christ. We read in Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14, But Christ, when he came as a high priest of the good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands, that is to say, not of this creation. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies so that the flesh is purified, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, Cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And so we are justified, saved, and made acceptable in God's eyes, not by our own sin-tainted works, but through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ shed on the cross for our sins and the sins of the world. But we are saved for a purpose. Our consciences were cleansed from dead works to serve the living God as we read in Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. Or, as St. Paul writes to the Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, so that no one should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. Therefore, through faith in Christ, entering the very presence of God the Father by means of the shed blood of Christ and his atonement for our sins, let us continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Do you get it? 
Since we are saved by God's grace alone and through faith alone in Jesus Christ and his sacrifice to atone for our sins, we are called upon to offer our bodies to God as a living sacrifice, and we are to offer up to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. We, of course, have so much for which to be thankful. We have our families, homes, food, clothes, jobs, and lots of things to occupy our time and give us pleasure. And at this time of year, many talk of being thankful for all they have. But what is so often forgotten on this day is to whom we should be thankful. It is one thing to be thankful that we have been able to work and have our home and family and all these wonderful things. It is quite another to know and thank the one who has given them to us to enjoy. That is why the psalmist, in Psalm 96, verses 7 through 9, writes, Give unto the Lord, O families of the people, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. You see, it's not enough to just be thankful. We are to be thankful to the Lord. And if you notice in the psalm, the word Lord is all in capital letters indicating that the name of God, whether it's pronounced Jehovah or Yahuwah or Yahweh, the triune God, uh, it is him that we are to be thankful to. He is the one who created the heavens and the earth and has given us our lives and all things. He alone is worthy of our worship and praise. And what can we give to the God who created and upholds all things? We have nothing that he needs. Indeed, all things are already his. In Psalm 50, verses 10 through 15, we read, Every wild animal of the forest is mine, and the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird of the mountains, and the creatures that move in the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you, for the world is mine in all its fullness. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Sacrifice a thank-offering to God and pay your vows to the Most High. And call on me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you will glorify me. What does God desire of us? Our worship and praise, the fruit of our lips. He desires that we give to him the glory due his name. And our offerings to him are not providing anything he needs, but are an expression of trust in his name. Trust that he can and will provide all our needs, even when we first honor him and present a portion of what he has given us back to him into the work of building his kingdom. Solomon writes in Proverbs 3, verses 9 through 10, Honor the Lord with your substance, and with the firstfruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your presses will burst out with new wine. The question is, do we trust in the Lord enough to do this? And so, first of all, since God has created us and sustains us, since he gives us our life, our families, and all things, since he has also redeemed us, sending his Son to pay the price and atone for our sins, and sending us his word and the Holy Spirit to bring us to faith in Christ and give to us pardon, forgiveness, and life eternal, 
we are called upon to continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And secondly, the word of God urges us to not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. This is from Hebrews 13, verse 16. It is true that we have nothing that God needs. However, there are many around us who are in need, and God would have us share the blessing he has showered upon us with those who are truly in need. This, too, is an act and expression of faith, trusting that when we share with others, our God will still supply all our needs. Our Lord Jesus, who gave his life for us, told us, in Luke chapter 6, verse 38, Give, and it will be given to you good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will men give unto you. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And the scriptures repeatedly urge us to remember the poor, as we read in Galatians 2, verse 10. God told his people in Deuteronomy chapter 15, if there be among you a poor man, one of your brothers within any of your gates in your land, which the Lord your God has given you, you must not harden your heart or shut your hand from the poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide to him and must surely lend him what is sufficient for his need in that which he lacks. Beware lest there be a wicked thought in your heart saying, The seventh year, the year of release, is at hand and your eye be evil against your poor brother, and you give him nothing, and he cry out to the Lord against you, and it becomes sin in you. You must surely give to him, and your heart shall not be grieved when you give to him, because in this thing the Lord your God will bless you in all your works, and in all that you put your hand to do. For the poor will never cease from being in the land. Therefore I command you, saying, you shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor and needy in your land. In Isaiah chapter 58, verses 6 through 9, God says, Is not this the fast that I have chosen, to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke? Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry, and bring the poor who are outcasts into your house. When you see the naked, to cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth as the morning, and your healing shall spring forth quickly, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your reward. Then you shall call, and the Lord shall answer. You shall cry, and he shall say, Here I am. Psalm 41, verse 1 says, Blessed are those who consider the poor. The Lord will deliver them in the day of trouble. We also read in Proverbs 19, at verse 17, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, and he will repay what he has given. Or in chapter 22, verse 9, He who has a bountiful eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. In Luke chapter 12, verses 33 through 34, Jesus tells us, Sell your possessions and give alms. Provide yourselves purses that do not grow old, 
an unfailing treasure in the heavens where no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And certainly there are many more verses we could consider. But the point is this. God desires that we trust him enough to be willing to share the blessings he has showered upon us. This, of course, takes wisdom because we are not to encourage slothfulness. And St. Paul wrote to the Thessalonians that if any will not work, neither shall he eat. Therefore, we also need to be careful that we support those who are truly in need and not those who are too lazy to work. That may mean working through a trusted organization or taking the time to know those we help to be sure they are truly in need and not seeking to exploit the generosity of others. Of course, in the end, God will judge those who deceive us and abuse our generosity, meaning the burden of being good stewards lies not only on the giver, but also on the recipients of our kindness. We also seek to meet people's greatest need, to share with them the precious teaching of God's word. Since God so graciously has given to us his word and called us to faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, we share that word with others, calling upon all to repent of their sinful ways and look to Jesus Christ and his cross for mercy and forgiveness. We sacrifice that others too might hear the gospel promises of forgiveness and life through faith in their Savior. Therefore, through Christ, and as a result of his love and mercy upon us, we are exhorted to continually offer to God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. We do so not because God needs anything of us, but because he has shown us mercy, forgiveness, and abundant blessings for the sake of Christ Jesus our Savior. We offer this sacrifice to God not to merit God's grace and favor, but because God has shown us his abundant grace and favor for the sake of Jesus and his perfect sacrifice for us on the cross. Now may the God of peace who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. A blessed Thanksgiving season to you. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Almighty God, we raise our voices in thanksgiving for your blessings. Once again, the earth has yielded its increase by your undeserved kindness. Hear us in your Son's name. Be gracious to us and shine your face upon us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. O Lord our God, since we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of your mouth, Bless those you send to proclaim your word, that we may hear it and live. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father in heaven, watch over the homes of your people, that they would be places of blessing and love. We pray that husbands and wives would cherish each other and honor their vows of faithfulness. 
We ask you to bless the children given to their care. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give you thanks, O God, that you have kept us safe from our enemies. Continually defend us against all who would threaten violence and war. Bless our rulers and all who make, administer, and judge our laws. Make the nations to dwell in peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, have compassion on the sick and suffering. We remember today especially Bill, Carl, Joyce, Ron, Matthew, and all we name in our hearts. Bring healing to all in need according to your will, and deliver them from their afflictions. Give them a patient heart in adversity, and grace to sustain them in the day of trouble. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, graciously remember the needs of your children. Sustain the weary with hope. Lead your church to be generous in their support to the poor and the hungry, and bring an end to all jealousy and strife. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of comfort, bless those who mourn with confidence in the resurrection of the body and life everlasting. Receive our thanks together with the whole church for those who have gone before us in the faith. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. These and whatever else you would have us ask of you, O God, grant us for the sake of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray the prayer our Lord Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Receive now the benediction of the Lord. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee, and give thee peace. Amen. Oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness, for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice sacrifices of thanksgiving With rejoicing, let them understand. Let them understand.
for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him in the congregation of the people. Assembly of the mature, let them understand, let them understand, give thanks, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. Scriptures quoted from the Holy Bible, Modern English Version, copyright 2014 by Military Bible Association, published and distributed by Charisma House.